0: Have you ever wondered how you could join the Brew News crew? Well, swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod, and you can join us. We have three different tiers for all of our patrons. At the lager level, you earn early access to all of our podcast episodes. At the IPA level, you get early access to our podcast episodes, but you get special weekly beer tastings that are done by various members of the crew. And you get special video presentations, including our Beer Miss Special, At the stout level, you get everything you get at the IPA level, but you also get to appear on one episode of the Brew News Pod, and when we have some swag, we'll send some your way. So feel free to swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod. That again is patreon.com slash brewnewspod and join the crew. Welcome to the Brew News Podcast, all the news that's fit to be brewed. I'm Andrew Jennings.
1: And I'm Travis Matherly. Join us as we go a little bit deeper behind the breweries of your favorite beers and learn about new breweries from around the world.
0: We will be exploring the history and beers of craft brewers and hope to showcase the amazing talent and variety found within the craft beer community, both in the U.S. and abroad.
1: In this episode, we'll be doing Clown Shoes Brewing. Andrew, what was your first experience with Clown Shoes?
0: Uh, I don't remember. I know it was with you because you are obsessed. Obsessed is a good word. No, not obsessed. That would be like more like a McKellar, I guess. But like yeah. you you and LV are uh, one of our other friends. You guys really like this. You brought this to my attention. So I've only had clown shoes really in the last six months to a year. I'm really bad with first times I've had a brewery, but I can tell you for certain it was a stout.
1: Yeah, that's... um. <clears throat> it's funny that you should say that I'm obsessed with this brewery because I know almost nothing about this brewery. I <laughs> do know that everything I've had from them has, I think both beers I've had from them have been a stout reporter that I've checked in on untapped. So this yeah. one, the funny story is kind of like the Oscar blues thing where I clown shoes. I always confuse. There's a brewery in Charlotte um, near us called ass clown. Yeah. And for the longest time <laughs> I would confuse it to and be like, Oh, Clown that place in Charlotte. And then I picked up a can one time. I was like, Massachusetts, what the hell is this? (laughs) And realized that it was two different breweries. And I always go to that in my head for the first time. But uh, yeah, the first time I had this was probably last year. Mm -hmm. So I've just recently discovered this. I think I, I don't know how long they've been around here um, in North Carolina for us to see, but I feel like they kind of appeared out of nowhere overnight. And now I see... See their stuff everywhere.
0: Yeah, they're a lot more common now than I, than I really would have thought. Um, it's funny that you get this confused with Ask Clown, because I definitely get Clown Juice confused with Ask Clown. But I have this whole group of beer breweries that I get confused. McKellar one of them. Epic is one of them. Epic Is Epic Twin a brewery? Evil Twin. Evil Twin. So, yeah, get, holy crap. Yeah, I get no. that and Clown cheese. I get them all confused and the convoluted because there's these breweries I don't normally see, so I just sort of well, chop I don't them know. all together. Okay, I'll,
1: I'll give you Ask Clown and Clown Shoes because that's the one I have trouble with, but I don't see how you're getting McKellar and Evil Twin. What? That is related, <laughs> but that's a completely different episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But
0: yeah, it, I can say the beers I've had from them are pretty good usually. Mm. I was going back to my Untapped. I've had a, about... Cornmont Tap that had four from them. Um, their Exorcism at Sunset. Um, I just made some notes that it's a pretty good, strong mocha stout, but it wasn't you know the greatest thing ever. I really didn't feel clean uh, like uh, the power of Christ did not compel me or anything like that. But oh, uh, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good stout.
1: Yeah, they're. Um... I think the only ones I've checked in are the Pecan Pie Porter, which is a yearly release. So I had the 2017, and my only check-in said, oh, dear Lord, this is amazing. (laughs) Uh, I think they're getting actually ready, if they haven't, by the recording of this episode, roll out the 2018 version of Pecan Pie Porter. And then I've had the Moon Bear, which unfortunately we're not having tonight either. That is a milk stout brewed with dark Earth Vietnamese coffee. And I am... A both a coffee nut and a stout nut, so I love a good strong coffee stout.
0: That does sound good. It is
1: okay. So let's go ahead and hop into the history of Clown Shoes Brewing.
0: Clown Shoes was founded in 2009 by Greg Berman. The name is actually from a failed beer advocate contest where they were they entered Clown Shoes as a name for a beer that someone was brewing. I didn't really get all the details, but it didn't win, needless to say. So they said, so Greg, uh, collaborating with Dan Lipke of Ipswich Ale Brewing, I'm going to butcher these Massachusetts names, just throwing that out there. Uh, but Greg and Dan decided in 2009, they were going to start a little brewery and call it Clown Shoes Bay, uh from the uh, failed beer name. They thought uh, it was great.
1: So they were...
0: Clowning around?
1: Saying... <laughs> no. No more clown jokes. Um, this is going to be a terrible episode for you. Oh, yeah, it's going to
0: be bad. <clears throat> just remember, it's they're going to fly high like a trapeze tonight.
1: That's a circus, not specific to clowns. Let's keep moving. <laughs> so I'm just going to assume, I don't know if you know this, but were they homebrewers before that? <clears throat> Greg or? was. Okay. Um,
0: Dan was working for Ips- Ips- Ipswich.
1: Ipswich. I'm not. just going to
0: pronounce it differently every way, every time.
1: <laughs> Ipswich, which it Ipswich, Ipswich, Massachusetts, is where Clown Choose is located, I believe.
0: Uh yes, uh, mm. yes. Um, so they when they were founded, uh, in 2009, mm. they went from a 700 barrel system to 1,500 barrels. This is, sounds a lot like, um, Founder, not Founder's Foothills, um, because Foothills mm-hmm. doubled in size their first year.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like they got off um sorry
0: we have a podcast pup
1: (laughs) and she sees a dog on the street that she does not care for (laughs) okay well we're just gonna keep going (laughs) yeah yeah so foothills kind of expanded there um after the first year like we talked about in that episode and they really their production kind of really ramped up so Mm -hmm. they were at 1500 barrels by 2010 by 2017 last year they're brewing 13,000 barrels so that's still it's like tenfold It's like tenfold, but it's also (laughs) when you think of it in terms of compared to like Sierra Nevada and Oscar Blues and what we've been doing recently, it's yeah we really dialed it back again in this episode, is from terms, but because New
0: Belgium has the capability of of brewing one point five million barrels, (laughs) this is thirteen thousand. This is not even one percent of what New Belgium can do,
1: but they're doing a lot with that thirteen thousand barrels. So. Their distribution is all over, and there's a reason for that that we'll get to here in a minute, but they distribute to Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, obviously, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Minnesota, Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas, Arizona, California, Hawaii, and five countries. Two of which we are assuming are Canada and Mexico. That would only make sense.
0: I am not certain about Mexico. Eh, it knows? would make sense based on some of their beers. However, I I don't know. I couldn't find out which countries they distributed to. And truthfully, it I didn't worry too much about it.
1: Yeah, Clown Shoes is one of those uh, websites that was, we'll say, less than helpful. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so one thing I, we were able to glean is they have uh, brewed over 100 different beers. So not quite pushing Wicked Weed in uh, how many different beers they've brewed, but in you know less than 10 years brewing hundred hundred different beers, that's solid. Um,
1: yeah, and with only 13,000 barrels last year that again that's a lot of distribution and that's a lot of different beers to be that small
0: it makes it so that you don't have a signature beer it's not goose island ipa it's not um you know honestly it's not like your macro brewery style where you have this one beer that is your thing even wicked weed has one has at least one or two beers that are their thing
1: yeah uh yeah this one clown shoes like when you think of clown shoes at least for me in my head what I know of them. No one specific beer pops out as like being that's the beer that Clown cheese is known for, and they really do a lot of mixing up. They have bombers, you know sixteen ounce cans, twelve ounce cans, so those hundred beers are mixed and matched all mm-hmm. over the place in different sizes. I think that you mentioned the exorcism at sunset. That's an entire, I believe, series in of itself.
0: Yeah, the exorcism series.
1: Yeah, and then we also had one of their beers at Brewfest when we did the live episode, the La Pinguina.
0: Oh, yes, we did. Yes, yes
1: the spicy beer that you didn't care for, no, that I like.
0: But they do a lot of this where, and when we get into the beers, we'll talk about this. But they do a lot of <clears throat> style with variants. So they'll have, you know, they'll have La Pinguina, and then they'll have three versions of La Pinguina. Mm-hmm. Or they'll do the exorcism series and have a bunch. They have the unidragon, which sounds awesome. Uh, but they have. About- is it a
1: unicorn or a dragon? Yes. Or is it one dragon?
0: No, it's a unidragon.
1: Yeah, one dragon.
0: One horn dragon. <laughs> one horn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sounds delicious. And they have every variant I've seen of that just sounds amazing. Unfortunately, we didn't get any for this episode. No.
1: Um,
0: <clears throat> the other thing that they do really good job is their can art. Um, that's definitely one thing that. Crap brewers are using to differentiate themselves
1: yeah uh you know there's like this huge debate between overly like eye-catching designs and like having the loudest design and artwork possible to get people to just lay eyes on your beer so they're more likely to buy it and then there's a counterculture to that that's come about which is minimalism Mm -hmm. nice clean geometric designs things like that like there's a i've heard entire conversations on people just debating designs and there's whole instagram pages dedicated to beer can art and designs
0: in case you're curious this is not the podcast for you if you're going to talk about beer can design (laughs) no
1: this is not where we discuss that but it is a unique topic and it is something if you're into graphic design and art and that kind of thing it is interesting and worth checking out
0: yeah Um, But theirs in particular is wild. They purposely take a cartoon, like a comic book style. I think that's what you said beforehand. Yeah. Um, And it's truly a, uh, their works of art and each of their beers and cans are actually, some of them are named after people in mm-hmm. their company and a lot of the can art depicts those people doing things
1: yeah and it's like it's cartoony it's a little comic booky you know the exorcism series has like ash versus the evil dead mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it i think they have
0: do they have walking dead Tions or is that that's oh i think terrapin. that's terrapin
1: yeah okay. uh and then just for a refer- another reference, the pecan pie porter that I've tried, that has Genghis Khan. I don't know what is the term when the people in the competitions log roll in the water. I don't know. I,
0: I'm not a lumberjack.
1: I, that seemed like an <laughs> obscure sport that you would know. <laughs> he is rolling down the river on bourbon barrels
0: oh.
1: with a... What I believe is an army of beavers, perhaps. <laughs> I can't remember. Don't
0: question the beaver army. <laughs> Don't question it.
1: But yeah, no so they're ready for the
0: beaver inquisition. The point
1: is, their artwork's nuts. But it they <laughs> they describe it as a signature, intense graphic artwork. So there you go.
0: It is all of those things. <laughs>
1: they have unique state-specific small batch programs. Yeah, do they want to touch on that because I'm not
0: sure. A lot of their we talked about like their variants, which they do, but they do uh state specific releases the only one i could find regularly was their ohio release of unidragon they have uh they had a 2017 ohio unidragon i'm really curious what they'll do for north carolina but each of the states that they're in they do a version for that state my assumption is because of their heavy barrel aging program that they probably do a barrel for each state Hmm. and release it in that state um but they're Talking about their barrel aging, they have a program that includes port, tequila, cognac, rum, and bourbon barrel ages. That's about really all we could get uh, on their site. They do offer recipes for uh, using their beer for food, um, mm-hmm. but their beer's nice, so I probably wouldn't want to use it for food.
1: I don't know. I could use. I could see this. So they have examples of it being like a shrimp boil, beer pretzel, caramel. caramel.
0: Yeah, dipping dipping caramel for huh. your beer pretzel.
1: Oh. I was thinking more like beer cheese, but I'm sure that would work too. too. chili stews and even bread. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I guess instead of a soda bread, you have a beer bread.
0: That is true. That's true. Well, let's talk about Travis. How do they distribute to so many places? (laughs) So as
1: Andrew will point out um, earlier in the episode, when I mentioned that it feels like clown shoes popped up in North Carolina overnight. There's a reason for that in what we call. What did you call it? um epic foreshadowing oh
0: yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: waiting for you to do this dramatic epic. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> so <laughs> you know, clown shoes was acquired by mass bay brewing which you may know the brands as harpoon and ufo which are uh out of massachusetts massachusetts bay brewing <clears throat> They were acquired in 2017. Harpoon is an employee owned brewery like New Belgium that we profiled last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're located near Clown Shoes. Um, it's Massachusetts,
0: the whole state. You can drive across it in an hour. And a
1: half. You throw a rock yeah, twice and I get mean, you anything.
0: Well, if you throw a rock hard enough, you can throw it over Rhode Island. Let's <laughs> be real here. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is, goes along with that concept we've been talking about of breweries being bought out um, or being acquired by their folks. Harpoon is the uh, primary brewery in Mass Bay Brewing, sort of like Oscar Blues is the primary in Canarchy. Mm -hmm. Um, And Harpoon being employee-owned is the reason why Greg, the fact that it's employee-owned is the reason why Greg wanted to sell to Mass Bay Brewing as opposed to anyone else.
1: Yeah, because he feels, um, I think he actually had a quote in here. It says, we will, in fact, create small batch, state-specific, and barrel-aged beers at an accelerated rate in 2018 so by joining harpoon and ufo it's like we've talked about with these other guys selling out to other companies to more macro companies like inbev anheuser Busch, molson mm-hmm. cores that kind of stuff he's getting a bigger slice of the pie yeah he's getting access to more ingredients better distribution mm-hmm. Getting his beer out there, more brand recognition, more demand, hopefully, for his beer, an overall symbiotic relationship.
0: Yeah. And <clears throat> unfortunately, this is where we got most of our information about Clown Shoes. Um, Clown Shoes has not done a great job of providing information about themselves, but we found a lot of the history of the brewery in their acquisition papers, um, which is <laughs> fascinating study on a company um but no they they do make good beer um so travis i guess do we want to talk about the beer they brew Uh,
1: i don't see why we wouldn't
0: all right cool uh i'm gonna run this quick so they brewed oh
1: there's no need to do it quickly
0: oh there is Mm -hmm. um there they brewed they say they brewed over 100 beers unfortunately they don't highlight all 100 beers that they brew we have beers that their website doesn't even say they brew that we're gonna be trying tonight
1: wait a minute what yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was fun. I had to that... I had to like re- like do heavy research to find some of the beers that we're tasting tonight just to get flavor profiles and al- alcohol percentage IP- IBU amounts. They're not on their website. Huh. Um, it's wild, but uh, so in bombers, their current production includes the Space Cake Double IPA, the Undead Party Crasher American Imperial Stout, and the Blakehorn Unidragon Russian Imperial Stout.
1: And I would put in the Bombers Exorcism series that we Mm talked about, La Mm -hmm. Pinguina, which we already mentioned, is also in a Bomber. I believe, if I remember that correctly. Oh, that's coming. That's coming up. Coming up. <laughs> those, are their, those
0: are their more, like I guess, regular. Bombs.
1: I didn't scroll down far enough. Oh,
0: yes. yes. As you can tell, we, we take really good notes. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, for the moving on from the bombers, before I get ahead of myself again, the 12 ounce bottles and cans, they have regularly the baked goods, hoppy pale ale, the barista, which is a breakfast brown ale, Galactica IPA, which I want to talk about that later because I, There are two different cans of this that I've seen, and I do not know if there's a difference between. There's two different Galactica cans with two different styles of artwork, and I am not convinced that it is the same beer. Uh, (laughs) They have the Chocolate Sombrero Mexican Mexican Style Chocolate Stout, the Clementine White Ale, which is a wit beer, and the Mango American Kolsch. And that says brag that this beer violates the purity laws.
0: Yeah, so um, so, uh, there's a brewery that we'll cover later in from our local area called Red Oak. Red Oak is fantastic. They believe very strictly in the 1516 purity laws passed down by the good German brewer to the young German brewer to the younger German brewer, et cetera, et cetera. This brewery clown shoes in general flies in the face
1: of- Purity laws be damned.
0: Pretty much, Um, but- They're
1: the Martin Luther. (laughs) Of the craft beer industry. I don't.
0: No, I'm. I would not go Martin Luther. Uh, oh, you mean Mar- uh, not Martin? Not Martin
1: Luther King. I,
0: okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Martin Luther. But the whole reason they brag about this one is because Kolsch is a German style. Ah, so yeah. they're they're really flying in the face of that because a lot of these aren't German styles. Um, they have the another one they have in their 16 ounce bottles are, is Josh the Guava King. This is named for Josh Baggett, which I believe was one of their brewers. Um, mm-hmm. they do name a lot of their beers after employees like we mentioned before, and this is one of them.
1: And those uh fall in line with their comical artwork where there is a cartoon version of that employee on the can doing something. I think Josh the He's driving guy. a
0: pickup. He's driving a white pickup in space.
1: Ah. I believe that's that one. Yeah. <laughs> we move on to the special releases. There's the pecan pie porter, which I've already went on and on about. The space cake number no. seven IPA, which sounds like it has marijuana in it. The Crasher in the Rye, Rye Barrel Aged (laughs) Imperial Oatmeal Milk Stout. God, that is a mouthful. It's a lot of stuff. Tony, the Emperor of the Equator Triple IPA. Sorry,
0: Tony's the one where he's riding in a truck in
1: space. I apologize. Uh, In space, but he's the Emperor of the Equator.
0: Right, it's weird.
1: That, <laughs> good God.
0: There's the Zebra John slash Zebra Warren. Um, we have the Zebra John we're chasing tonight. We almost bought the Zebra Warren. Then I realized it's the exact same beer as a Zebra John. They just changed the person.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm not completely convinced that the two different Galactica cans are not the same beer for some reason because we held the Zebra John and the Zebra Warren side by side and it is the exact same thing except with- Different people. Different people riding a zebra. Yes.
0: Uh, We have Hephaestus, the Bourbon Barrel Aged Russian Imperial Stout with Espresso. That sounds delicious. God, we're going to hit some BBAs. (laughs) All right, uh, let's see if I can get all the Unidragons in real quick. For a few Unidragons more, that's a BBA Coffee Russian Imperial Stout. Coffee, the good and the bad and the Unidragon. (laughs) Coffee Russian Imperial (laughs) Stout. I love that one. Ohio Unidragon, the Ohio exclusive Russian Imperial Stout.
1: (sighs) That's all the Unidragons.
0: That they have on their website.
1: (laughs) I'll take it from here. The La Pinguina en Fuego, which we mentioned, is a Rum Barrel aged chocolate sombrero stout with habaneros Mm. i liked that one it was okay you weren't a fan hammer of the beast imperial stout slash barley wine aged in rum barrels equal parts undead party crasher billionaire and blake unidragon aged in rum barrels holy
0: that's a lot god i want all of that but i want (laughs) so much
1: that sounds like that would just wreck you um they have the angel of mackinac Mackinac. 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 Brown Uh, ale with Columbus and galaxy hops. They have the
0: Aurora Ah, Orangelis, sorry. It's like the Aurora Aurora Borealis, um, the uh, Um, night sky, the Northern Lights. I thought it
1: was the Aurora Orange Julius. Ah,
0: that would work, (laughs) but I don't think that's how it's pronounced. And that's an orangey citrus IPA, Uh, the amadine Exorcism. This is an American imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels infused with amadine almond liqueur.
1: Wow. Then they move on to the Vic Secret Space Cake, a double IPA using Aussie Hops, Vic Secret. Breakfast Exorcism, which I have one sitting in my closet now, thanks to one of our friends for my birthday. Rye Barrel Aged American Imperial Stout with Espresso. And I believe that one is like their exorcism thing. So it's Asher Dead, but there's breakfast food everywhere. I think there's like pancakes in the... I, oh weird. weird. Okay. Yeah. The Good, the Bad, and the <clears throat> Unidragon, Russian Imperial Stout, and then the Exorcism at Sunset, the bourbon barrel aged American Imperial Stout, exclusive to the Sunset Grill and Tap in Austin.
0: I believe that's in Massachusetts. I wasn't about to Google Maps it. I didn't really no. care that much. But it's only available at uh wait. Didn't I have that beer?
1: Yeah, you did. So that's obviously not because I was <laughs> questioning that as I read it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, <laughs> Maybe it was exclusive at one point, but Exorcism at Sunset is definitely not exclusive not because exclusive. you've checked it in and obviously you've never been to Austin since don't you've been
0: I know where been. Austin is. <laughs> and I know where I had that one. All right. Well, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of history. Um,
1: that's a lot of beers we just named and my mouth is a little dry, so I say we start drinking.
0: All right. The first Clown Shoes beer we have tonight is Baked Goods. Uh, this is a 5.5% sessionable hoppy pale ale. It is made with Mosaic, Azaka, Idaho 7, and Centennial hops. Hmm. Now I'm not familiar with my Idaho 7. Uh, I feel it might be a touch potato-y. a
1: little starchy. A little starchy. Um, <laughs> a little starchy hop.
0: But uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting beer. So we want to talk about the can art for baked, uh, and for baked goods in particular, but in general, um, Clown shoes. We really need to describe this mess. It's a it's a clown shoe Death Star. Is that what I'm seeing here? I on think it is. Goods? Yeah,
1: it's literally a, like a Battlestar Clown Shoe
0: that is destroying baked goods. Look, there's like cookie. There's a yeah. So the baked seminal. goods <laughs> in
1: this uh, on this can are like asteroids, and there's a black and white cookie and all kinds of and a macaroon maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah it's some sort of. We need to watch more British baking to get this right. Yeah,
1: but uh, it is going through space, destroying it. So this uh, smells pretty good. I've had this before. I actually
0: had it this weekend. It's quite, I like it a lot. It's, it is what it says. It's sessionable. I feel like I drink it a lot. Um, it's got a really nice nose. Um, it's it a lot of different flavors, and uh, smells in there to me. I'm getting a little bit of that mosaic hop, but then I'm getting a lot of other things. I think that's the mm-hmm. centennial is what I'm picking up too.
1: Yeah. You get a touch of like, there's a a good bitterness, some of that floral mm-hmm. piney notes, but then there's a just like the ever so slightly citrus tropical note coming through in there. And I think that's probably the mosaic and the yeah. perhaps the Azaka. Yeah. I don't know what uh specifically what kind of flavor profile in Idaho seven I have no clue brings to the table. <laughs>
0: yeah, the flavor though is more like um who is it? Does founders do a, a pure Azaka every year? Yeah. Found this. The flavor is a lot like the Azaka, but I I personally am a more bigger fan of Mosaic Hop. But um, I do like the the yeah. It smells
1: more like a um. It smells almost like a session IPA instead of a pale ale. Like it smells closer to uh, the Hop Job, Mm -hmm. not as bitter or the All Day IPA from Founders. Maybe
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, this um, there's no IBUs on this. So again, as far as Clown Shoes information goes. It is limited to none. So what we have is—it's a blend
0: of their website, a blend of uh, Untapped, a blend of Beer Advocate. It's a blend of literally anywhere I could find information about this stuff. Unfortunately, everyone is vague because a lot of the information you get about beers comes from the brewery itself. Mm-hmm. So, like when we talk about New Belgium or uh, Sierra, they—they ha- they have a whole web page devoted to each beer. And it's impressive, the information they have. Uh, New Belgium had uh, aroma notes on theirs. Yeah.
1: Um, this is not. I mean, this is a smaller brewery. They don't have the time to sit there and list all this stuff out. That would take an extra employee probably or something that they're just, you know, that's extra fluff that they're not dealing with. Plus, it just kind of suits their style of yeah. how they're a little outrageous. This um well, the empty glass, though. I finished my taster and it smells like. It smells like orange pith, like orange yeah, zest.
0: Yeah. Now, their mission, according to their cans, their mission is to produce beer without pretension while being free and a little crazy. And that describes this next beer we're having.
1: <laughs> yeah, this next beer is Bubble Farm. Uh, no, it is not supposed to taste like bubble gum, I think.
0: I am not certain about that. Some of the things I saw online made me think it might be.
1: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, this is I think one of their fairly new beers, it's so it's new. had it's brand new. very few check-ins on an Untapped. It's a six point seven percent ABV, no IBUs on this one. It is an American IPA, and so this one appears to be a farm.
0: It's like a Mar Martian terraform Mars, Mars or something like that. Yeah,
1: and the there is a Martian tractor with a trailer behind it and the little astronaut is literally has like some kind of bubble gun putting bubbles into the trailer so it is a literal bubble farm.
0: i'm not sure how i feel about this um oh uh, let's see yeah oh yeah that back
1: in it's it does actually kind of smell like bubble gum yeah it
0: does uh it smells a little bit like uh like bazooka or Hubba bubble or something like that like double bubble if you're a double bubble man i'm not gonna yeah. tell you not to be
1: Actually, I'm a big league two kind of guy, but you
0: seem like a big league two. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, myself, I'm more of a zebra, but you know, <laughs> nothing that, really gets you past the stripes.
1: There's not a ton on that nose other than
0: there's a little s- bub- bubble gum sweetness is what I got like towards the back of the nose.
1: Yeah. And that's all I'm picking up. Like I don't get any other notes off of that really.
0: Yeah. Um, the flavor is bubbles, bubble gum, sweetness, um,
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that.
1: I'm, that does not taste like an IPA at all.
0: No, it's not even, it's not.
1: There's no hoppiness. There's no.
0: It's sweet. It's not.
1: It's a little sweet. So I'm going to assume that it's very lightly hopped for an IPA and that there's probably, I I can't even imagine how you would get the bubblegum flavor where that would I, come from i can um short of putting straight bubble gum in a vat i mean that's probably that would be, yeah that would be how i would do it that's probably your answer but
0: <laughs> um without any information we have no idea so if anyone from clown Shoes would like to correct yeah. us on Or if anybody form, happens
1: to know the information on that yeah i don't you can find us at brewnewspod at yeah. gmail.com i <laughs> do not think i care for that one no nah. Uh that one was kind of just eh.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we got a, a few more IPAs we've got to get into. Our next beer from Clown Shoes is the reindeer games red IPA or um Bavarian style IPA. I don't I don't know. Um it's seven percent seven percent by alcohol. It's a blend of Bavarian Red X malt and a blend of German and American hops to create the Bavarian IPA. Um my I've had this beer before. Um, I believe it's actually their winter seasonal from last year. Oh I, Lord. I bought it on sale. I checked the canning date. It was last October.
1: Oh, okay. Well, this, wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, but my notes are, it was, it has a very malty nose, a little bit of hop to it, but all in all, I thought it was fairly bland. Um, yeah.
1: This, uh, so Bavarian style IPA red IPA is not something that I'm overly familiar with.
0: A red IPA is usually going to be more like an Irish style red, red ale or something, um, that's just hot more, or it's like an Irish red. That's just an IPA, uh, not a Bavarian beer. Cause Bavarian beers tend to be more malty than hoppy.
1: Yeah. Well, this definitely smells malty.
0: Oh, it's malty. Trust me.
1: Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, it's see-through, but it's pretty amberish in color.
0: Yeah. It's fairly dark. Um, the flavors, I would probably give it a better score if I was going to score it again today. Um, hmm. but
1: yeah, that's really malty
0: yeah
1: um let's see that's just a little roasty. It's not it's not overly sweet for being roasted normally you know with this kind of stuff it tends to start to get sweet
0: yeah it, and the hops balance it well um it's it's just sort of for me it's just sort of lottie dots. it's middle of the road it's fine it's nothing bad with it it's not like the bubble farm where i'm like i don't like that i don't want to drink that again um, yeah but it's definitely not one i am out here um i'm not going to cape for this yeah time. i think you're
1: right though i think the, the hops do a good job of balancing out that malt bill quite a bit and then the can on this one is also amazing <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny so there are extremely jacked and ripped-looking reindeer,
0: anthropomorphic reindeer.
1: Yeah, playing with uh, giant snowballs, and Santa has a what looks to be a snowball grenade launcher. I think type, it's a Gatling a, gun. A snowball Gatling gun, being backpack-fed by elves.
0: Uh, this is amazing. Um,
1: so it's a <laughs> uh, snowball fight, and Santa appears to be winning as he is mowing down the reindeer.
0: Yeah, things got wild up in the North Pole. I guess this is what happens when you work one day a year.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I actually I mean I kind of I like that one. Pretty good. I could drink a few of those pretty easily. Yeah.
0: It's not not the not the worst
1: thing. Mm-hmm. Up next we have the Zebra John. This is eight percent alcohol by volume. No IBUs on this one. And just to uh give our listeners a fair shake on this one this might not be the best review um my boss the can
0: leaked
1: yeah somehow leaked there wasn't a good seal on this one and uh when we grabbed it tonight it was giving and it poured flat with no carbonation so
0: which means we should get a good act a, a good view of the flavor <clears throat> profile uh because there's no carbonation to impact what we're smelling what we're tasting it will impact the aroma a lot And it will not taste like what you would normally expect the Zebra John to taste Mm -hmm. like because everyone you're usually used to a fizzier beer.
1: And interestingly enough, this is a double IPA with mango and guava. It is named after their Florida sales manager, John. And the mango and guava come from the mosaic hops that they use. Mm -hmm. So it's actually pink guava, if that makes a difference. And underneath all of that, it says it's a malt beverage.
0: Yeah, which is, I think, odd because they uh, advertise that they get a lot of their flavors. The the mango and the guava come from the hops themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, to be a malt beverage, you have to not use hops. So that's not possible.
1: Um, so there's a little bit of a <coughs> contradiction on the can is what you're saying.
0: Something somewhere is messed up. I don't know <laughs> what. Um,
1: or maybe they're doing that on purpose.
0: Or maybe the Zebra <laughs> Warren is... You know, we talk about This is along the Zebra John and the Zebra Warren where the only difference is uh, the feller riding the zebra. Oh, yes. So this can is a fellow riding a zebra surrounded by black and white butterflies. It's actually quite pretty. And the zebra is running on water. Um, hmm. Now, the uh, sales manager in.
1: Now, actually, I believe the zebra is. Yeah, you're right. The zebra's running on water. I thought it was riding that giant butterfly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it can was can. too.
0: But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's ah. not riding a surfboard of butterfly. <laughs> but no, it's um in the the John is the Florida sales manager.
1: Yeah, this smells like tropical fruit yeah it smells like what you expect it to smell mm-hmm. like i think the lack of carbonation is actually messing up the nose no it's like it's not coming up at you right like yeah. in the bubbles bursting, so it's a little harder to i'm gonna try and
0: be careful don't sw- spill it on the computer
1: swirl this in a taster which is very hard to do
0: we have nice tasters too but um thank you andrew thank you andrew He's are I'm nice welcome, tasters. <laughs> Um, but it is, uh, because it's not, because this is flat, um, it doesn't bite on the front end. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of that back end flavor, which I think is very nice. It's Mm -hmm. very soothing
1: for the most part. So the mango and the guava are not bad. They're pretty decently flavored. I feel like you would Mm -hmm. get more with the carbonation obviously, but it's also, I don't know why, but to me, it feels like a little salty. Interesting. I don't know what that is. It's, or Maybe it's not solid, but there's some odd flavor that I can't quite put my finger on in the back.
0: All right. So I did check this one in. Uh, I bought a four-pack of this and I had some that were not uh, <laughs> messed up. And um, what my notes for this are light, hoppy notes and a nice, meaty, tropical fruit flavor. Mm. So there is some hoppiness on it, uh, at least on the nose.
1: Maybe that's what it is. It's not the... It's the mouthfeel mm-hmm. of what you just said being um, meaty, meaty fruits. Yeah. Me- like the, <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of what it is, but it did. There is a slight, I don't know. For me, there's a slight, well, salty characteristic to it, perhaps. And eh, maybe, well, that may be all, I think that's probably all we can
0: get out of that bottle. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that, that poor can.
0: So we're going to move on to the Galactica double IPA. Um, Earlier, we said that they have a Galactica IPA. Uh, I could not find anywhere that differentiated between the two. The cans look identical. Um, so oh,
1: wait a minute. So
0: you might be able to shed some light on this, but the one we're drinking tonight is an 8% by alcohol double IPA that uses Galaxy Hops, hence the Galactic theme, and a clean malt backbone to enhance the dark and luscious IPA flavors.
1: Okay, so now that you say one is an IPA and one's a double, Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that is the distinction in the can art. Ah, because it's, it's, everything I've seen from clown shoes, there's two different cans. The one we have is more of like a stardust kind of theme with a girl flying through space with a appears to be a hop wand of some sort.: I'd say it's a hop spear,
0: a double-bladed hop <laughs> spear, to be honest. I have no idea. Yet again, the art is fantastic. It is very comic Um, book-esque. This is a character, she is shooting lasers out of her eyes with, um, in space, carrying a, yeah, that's got to be a uh, a hop spear.
1: Hmm. So, aha. I've got it. it So Galactica is the IPA Imperial Double, and then there is another one with the same woman on it, called galactic cake which is a double ipa so this is not a double ipa this is an in well i guess they're both imperial doubles but
0: honestly the ipa you can have double you can have triple um you can have imperial a lot of breweries use them interchangeably
1: yeah so there is a difference one's galactica and one's galactic cake i just failed to make that reference this
0: also that nose is fantastic i absolutely love what i'm smelling there
1: yeah that is really good it's got
0: a, it's not a citrus. It's definitely, I don't know, it's the Galaxy Hops. It's a, that's an Australian variety. Um. It's fantastic.
1: It's more like a um, passion fruity. Yeah, passion fruit. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. It's it, a good double.
0: It's it's a lot hoppier than what we've experienced with the reindeer games or the zebra john. It's got a lot more bitter, I should say.
1: Yeah, um, they they cranked it up a notch on this IPA and I'm really like you get the hop bitterness comes through nicely. You get more of that fruit note. Mm-hmm. It is that like passion fruit, not necessarily citrus. Um, so it's a little cleaner it's not like orange juice or pineapple or anything and then there's this really lingering bitterness it's it's slightly getting more bitter as we sit here
0: yeah that was good though i like that i I would drink that again
1: Mm -hmm. all right let's get a little darker next up we have the barista so we've exited the ipas and we are into the dark beer now This is an 8.5% ABV breakfast brown ale. It is brewed with espresso, oatmeal, and milk sugars. And here's our old friend, the Maris Otter Ah,
0: The Maris Otter. I've done (laughs) some more research on the Maris Otter. The Maris Otter is one of the finest original malts. Um, It is uh, one of the original malts that the English use for their brewing practices. Hmm. Um, You can catch all of that in an upcoming series we'll be having on the history of beer. (laughs) (laughs) However... This beer in particular has more fun can art. Yeah. Uh, the barista in this case is actually a fallen angel or just an angel. Uh, she appears to be working at uh, some sort of coffee shop making beer, uh, not beer. Good Lord, you don't make beer coffee shops. Well, uh, that would be awesome. That would be. I've seen some that sell it actually. We've got a, a few around here. like the. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Geeksboro. I did my, uh, part of my thesis at, uh, those coffee shops and I drink coffee until about three in the afternoon. And then I switched to beer at the same place. It was fantastic. It
1: kept, and then your thesis went downhill after that. It got
0: a lot more creative. I had to (laughs) reedit the next morning a lot, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's just really an angel at a, at the clown shoes bar, a coffee bar um, serving up mochas.
1: Yep. And uh, another theme in here is all of the characters. If they are people, Pictured in the clown shoes, Cans are wearing clown shoes, if you have not noticed that. Yet.
0: Oh, I did not.
1: Yeah, so she's wearing huh. clown shoes. Zebra's Zebra John was wearing clown shoes on his zebra. Sansa's
0: wearing clown shoes.
1: Yeah. Oh. Everybody is wearing clown shoes. So oh. the name of the brewery sticks into the beer in all of the drawings as well. Yeah. Uh, this.
0: That's got a nice espresso. Uh, it oh, smells yeah. like an espresso milk stout. Like the that's good.
1: That smells. That's what I'm wanting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got that coffee coffee notes to it. It's
1: we're going to Brown Town, Andrew.
0: Oh God, no! <laughs> going to Brown Town. <laughs> we will not be going to Brown Town. Ooh, but that is good. Mm. The milk sugars really help a lot. Give this this give this be a lot more sweetness than I would expect.
1: Yeah, Abraham. it's probably those milk sugars are helping. So there's things that you can do here. So the milk sugar is helping cut the bitterness that you would get from the coffee really. Mm -hmm. And then the oatmeal really like oatmeal kind of softens up the mouthfeel and really rounds out the bitterness as well. So that's why you see a lot of breakfast stouts include oatmeal oatmeal in it. um, Just because that really helps to even and balance out the beer. This brown ale, I mean, you can tell it's a little thin, um, it's not as thick and it doesn't I would have, say it's
0: thick for a brown, for well, a brown ale. I would say it's, it's dark.
1: Yeah. It's dark for a brown ale, but it's, it doesn't have a real, like any sort of head to it. Um, oh, most true. brown ales don't, but so you can tell that this isn't a stout mm-hmm. or a porter. It's like, there's varying degrees. Like you go brown ale to porter to stout in level of thickness. Um, yeah. and the mouthfeel while not thick is,
0: it lingers. It's a lot it's yeah. a lot sweeter. It's a lot heavier than I'm norm- normally expecting from a brown ale.
1: And I love the coffee actually still shines through in that. You can mm. smell and taste the espresso.
0: Oh yeah. It doesn't
1: taste as sweet as I thought it smelled.
0: Okay, I can see that. Yeah, because it, it doesn't quite smell, it's not like mocha. It's not if it was like, like a chocolate espresso, I could see that. But it's definitely like a really um a really foamy latte sort of smell
1: mm-hmm. and you kind of the brown ale has a different i think just by way of being a brown ale it has a different smell than a porter or it, a stout It tend
0: to be a nuttier
1: yeah it's a little it's a little more almondy
0: yeah i was not gonna, I was gonna say definitely not a cashew not no, a Brazilian not was, nut <laughs> no.
1: yeah it's a it's more almondy that espresso really helps it i mean you put coffee in beer and that's what i'm a fan of
0: mm.
1: uh which is why I liked their Moon Bear so much. I can really get behind this one, and this one came in a bomber. So yeah,
0: which is weird because earlier it said they only sell it in twelve ounce bottles. So whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this one, <laughs> we found some of their other bombers, but this one was so reasonably priced for a bomber that we couldn't pass it up. You can't pass up
0: savings like that, Travis. No,
1: the more you spend, the more you save.
0: All right. Well, let's get us to our last beer. Uh, this is the Chocolate Sombrero. It is, um, as Travis said. It is a character wearing clown shoes. Mm -hmm. It's actually a luchador with four arms. So it's an insect luchador. Um, (laughs) Wearing a sombrero. Looks like he's trying to take someone off Mm -hmm. from the top rope. He does have a ladder
1: off. He's coming off the top rope in the WWE.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think he is. He's got a ladder in the (laughs) ring. He's jumping out with his four arms. It looks like he's jumping
1: out of the ring. Yeah,
0: I think he is. I think he's really going for that, like, That flying that flying this uh, one is
1: kind of actually a brighter can so a lot of their cans
0: because this artwork is not just contained to the the individual being shown it's the whole can
1: yeah and but this one is it's more heavily like white white whitewashed in the back it's like a sunbeam coming out of them and then the actually for their can so far this is pretty minimalist extremely um (laughs) you know the the character is Fun, but yeah, this just seems so, like, the can seems muted compared to everything else so far.
0: Well, I don't think the beer will be, though. This is a 9% alcohol Mexican-style chocolate stout uh, with dark and chocolate malts with ancho chilies and vanilla extract.
1: I can smell the chilies and the (laughs) vanilla.
0: I don't smell... I smell a little bit of the chilies. I don't smell the vanilla.
1: I get the vanilla. That chili initially hits you up front on the nose. And then that vanilla, I think, is that sweetness that if you smell any sweetness on the back end. I don't know if you're... No.
0: Snicker. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Remember, punch me in the face. I can smell it.
1: Again, Mexican-style chocolate stouts are one of my favorite oh, kind of stouts. It's
0: such a good stout. Um, this is actually sort of... Th- Thin for a I think the chilies do an interesting job it take makes the uh, beer taste a little thinner than it norm than I would mm-hmm. expect from a style
1: it's actually hmm
0: yeah it's not a lot of chocolate in there
1: You know what me. that's kind of almost though dang that's not as good as I wanted it to be <laughs> that sadly disappointing <laughs> no hear me out it almost tastes like to me. I don't know if it's the chilies and the vanilla like the ratio that's mixing together, but it almost like I got a fluoride like hmm. kids mouthwash.
0: As you know, I pound kids mouthwash on the weekends. Well, I don't
1: know if you remember <laughs> but growing up in the south where in the country where our water wasn't the best, once in a while we about that
0: bubblegum fluoride. Yeah. Trash.
1: Mhm. I think we I had, had to do that, that at school. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you go to school?
1: Yeah, again, growing up in the county, on well water.
0: Your school was like twenty minutes from mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a big difference. Twenty minutes makes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. It's not as exciting as I was expecting. Um, that La Pinguina, I thought was better.
1: Um, yeah, but the, the La Pinguina had so much more pronounced
0: pepper that pepper
1: had, notes. Uh, um, it also was. I think there, maybe, maybe the ancho. Anchos are not. Anchos are more of a smoky chili. Yeah. Uh, they're more mild. They're not nearly as spicy as a habanero. Uh, but this, I don't know if it's the smokiness of the chili, which I do get a little bit of that. I was
0: gonna say, as you were saying that, uh, the more mm-hmm. I taste it, I'm getting more of that smoky chili mm-hmm. flavor to it, but I'm not getting. I'm not getting any vanilla. I'm hardly getting any chocolate.
1: Um, I get the chocolate and I think the vanilla is in the back, but it's a little muted. And I don't think that the vanilla plays off of that smoky chili very well for me.
0: This would go good in a bourbon barrel. I think. Um, yeah. Now it, I
1: could see that. And plus the bourbon barrel gives you vanilla notes. Right. Anyways, typically.
0: I, I think it would help give it a little bit more vanilla there. And I'm sh- I am certain they have
1: a BBA <clears throat> chocolate sombrero. Yeah. Um, they have- you know what would be interesting is this in a tequila barrel, too. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know should, what it... But the tequila- should I get
0: some bourbon and pour it in? And we'll get some tequila and pour it in? <laughs> I don't think
1: mixing it in the glass is going to do us any good. But I would be interested <laughs> to see if they did a tequila barrel version of it. Because I have seen tequila barrel-aged stouts before. And it's mm-hmm. it but, can be interesting.
0: It can. and Honestly, anything in a barrel, it's always... To my, In my personal opinion, anything in a barrel just makes it better. Um, but I'm, I'm not seeing, at least on their website, um, a fancy version of this beer. But you mm-hmm. know they have to have it. It's a Mexican-style chocolate stout. Um, this would go perfectly in a barrel of some sort. I yeah. think it would be much better. And if it in a isn't, barrel. Clown
1: Shoes, if you hear this or somebody who is associated with you hears this, please put Chocolate Sombrero in and a bourbon it, barrel and a tequila barrel, and we'll judge it for you. Yeah,
0: if you'll just... Pop a bob or two down to us. That'd be great. Yes, yeah,
1: We'll be uh, test subjects for you. So with that in mind, I that's all of our beers for the evening. Andrew, what are your final thoughts on clown shoes? This has kind of been a mixed bag.
0: It has been a mixed bag. Um, they are definitely pushing the boundary of beer. I would say that. I mean, they're clearly ignoring any purity law or any standard. I think it's, I think it's pretty
1: clear. They're doing just whatever they want. Yeah. And... They kind of seem to have the attitude of like, we don't care if you like it or you don't. Yeah.
0: I mean, they're obviously pushing for um, exploration. I mean, we sort of touched on this with Sierra Nevada with uh, the Bigfoot. That was the Mm -hmm. first example of American extreme brewing. Clown Shoes and Wicked Weed to a much lesser extent. But Clown Shoes in particular is a great example of the extreme end of extreme brewing Mm -hmm. in America.
1: They're taking styles that you like and they're
0: doing things to them
1: they're messing with them in ways that you may not be used to seeing and yeah. so while i didn't enjoy a few of these beers so like bubble farm was out for me but as i was scrolling through untapped looking at it there's a lot of people who really enjoyed this it was getting a lot of good ratings it's not for me but it's for some people
0: i think it's a nostalgic thing because it does taste a little bit like bubble gum and yeah if you can pick up the bubble gum notes and for some reason you like hubba bubba or yeah or double bubble or, or bubblicious anything. yeah or- which is still my favorite name
1: for, for Bubblegum, by the way. <laughs> but it's like that in the Zebra John and the Chocolate Sombrero were all ones. Like, I think the Zebra John, I'd have to give it another try just Shit. because the can was messed up.
0: I think the Zebra John and probably the Zebra Warren's the same way. It's, it's a good beer. I enjoyed it when it was, when the can wasn't squirrely.
1: Yeah. But this just kind of goes into that thing of, like, it's a mixed bag. Not everything we did tonight was for me. I don't. I know everything we did tonight wasn't for you, really. Yeah, I mean,
0: stylistically, we didn't have anything that I'm not I'm opposed to. We had a bunch of pale ales, some IPAs, um, brown ale, and a stout. We've mm-hmm. had like Mother Earth, where it was all colshes and pilsners and wit beers. Where I was pleasantly surprised because I don't like the style. I like these styles
1: mm-hmm.
0: beyond the Galactica, the Barista, and the uh, that's about it. I mean, for me, the Galactica and the Barista are the two I would get.
1: The Baked Goods was really the, good.
0: The Baked Goods was good. Yeah, you're, yeah. Right, you're right. I about, forgot about Baked Goods. I would do
1: four out of the seven. Did we have seven? Yeah, yes, have we had seven. seven. Okay.
0: So your three out would be Bubble Farm, Super John, or you would give that another shot.
1: And the Chocolate Sombrero. Okay. But I want a barrel-aged version of Chocolate Sombrero. This... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not weighing it up. And I mean, I think, like, this is a good one because I was... The two beers that I had had from Clown Shoes previously that I checked in that I remember having were really good. Mm -hmm. And so I think I came in here with higher expectations, and it's kind of shown me that, like, okay, they're doing stuff that necessarily isn't for everybody. They've got a lot of – So it kind of goes into a thing where there's so much variation in what they do that there's a beer for you out there in this brewery, no matter what you like.
0: Oh, 100%. Uh, I'm, I know when we were running through the list of stuff, um, the Unidragon, the whole Unidragon series sounds like something you and I would both love. It's mm-hmm. Russian Imperial Stouts. We're giant fans of that, that style. Um, the, you said you had the pumpkin pie border. <clears> I
1: love the con pie.
0: Sorry. That's Not right. Pumpkin. Oh,
1: you that, got fall on the brain.
0: It's coming. Uh,
1: but you know, all these th- yourselves. fall is coming.
0: <laughs> the leaves, the leaves, um, but, you know, a lot of these things sound good on, you know, in theory, uh, the Galactica, uh, the Clementine White Ale. That sounds interesting. The Mango mm-hmm. American Kolsch. I would love to try that because of the the fact that they're flirting. They're not flirting, flouting the uh, purity laws. But you're right. There's there's guaranteed there's something for everyone here.
1: Yeah. And they grew you, 100 beers. Yes. If you can't find something you like from this brewery and 100 beers. I can't do anything for you.
0: Yeah, but I'm with you on this this particular subset of seven, this seven mm-hmm. percent. It's a take it or leave leave about half of them. So
1: yeah, so four for seven is not bad though. But I I like this brewery. I'm gonna keep trying this brewery. I like the idea of what they're doing. I wish I had more information on it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe if we go to Massachusetts one day, I'll stop in. Uh, uh, Switch and go to clown shoes. I mean, if we're going to Boston for some reason. Ipswich, I don't think is too far from Boston.
0: Nothing's that far from Boston and Massachusetts and all our Massachusetts listeners now hate me. Mm. It's okay, y'all. <laughs> I tossed you to Rhode Island earlier, so I feel okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with you. It's, I would definitely try. I would love to go to the, the brewery, the brew pub and see what all sort of wild stuff they have. But mm-hmm. um, I think this is one of those just extreme extreme breweries. And if you like extreme beer or want to try weird stuff, this is a brewery for you.
1: Yeah, if you like pushing boundaries, Clown Shoes is for you. And with that, I think we're going to wrap this stuff up. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: We want to give a quick note that our next episode will not be airing over Labor Day weekend. We are going to take the weekend off uh, and get a couple of episodes uh, recorded for y'all.
1: Yeah, so uh, play this one. Replay some old ones over Labor Day if you're feeling froggy, and uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to this week's Brew News. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and give us a rating in whichever app you found us on. We value your feedback, and it also helps the show reach more viewers.
0: If you have any thoughts or suggestions for future breweries or are with a brewery and like to join us, feel free to tweet at or follow us on Twitter, at Brew underscore News. On Untapped, Travis is Mather Nuts, and Andrew is Tube Steve.
1: We're on Instagram at brewnewspod, and you can visit our website, brewnewspod.com, where we post our tasting and episode notes.
0: You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use.
1: Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week to look at another exciting brewery. Cheers! Cheers!